0: Hey, it's a dub for the road. This is Locked On A's. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, hey, and welcome back. It is another episode of Locked On A's. I'm your host, Wayne Coy, lifetime athletic supporter and a media dude for a long, long time, too. Thank you for being around. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. We do appreciate that. If you're a first timer, by all means, let us know down in the comment section on YouTube. Hit us up on Twitter. You can get us there at Locked On A's. All right. This episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app and you're in for a good time, you can create an account. And once you do that, use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. That's the way to get started. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed, of course, from our friends at Game Time. Hey, um, I want you to know this is not just uh, work for me. This is a labor of love. I love the A's, have ever since I was a little guy. And uh, nothing changes there. You know, they say you're a fan of the laundry. And I suppose at the end of the day, that's true. There's good times and bad times. And Lord knows this year we've been through enough of the bad times. But, you know, every now and again, we get a little treat, right? Like uh, today, for example, finale of a three-game series in the Minneapolis. And it's the A's taking on the Twins. Twins are headed to the playoffs. The A's are headed to, I don't know, fishing, hunting, whatever they're going to do. A 2-1 to victory today for the A's as they avoid the sweep at target field. Ryan Noda with the big blow. It came in the eighth inning. Uh, That home run, his 16th, was hit off of Kenta Maeda, and boy, was it sweet. It provided the go-ahead run for the A's, which turned out to be the winning run. That home run, uh, one of only four hits that the A's were able to muster up. But you know what? The same was true for the other side. The Twins only had four as well. Former Athletics ace Sonny Gray took the mound for the Twins. Kind of a final tune-up before they head to the playoffs. He pitched uh, four innings, gave up the one run. Uh, The Twins are going to be, of course, wrapping up their regular season this weekend against the Rockies in Colorado. So this will be the last time that Sonny would have had a chance to to pitch in a game before the playoffs start. So he made the most of that. Uh, After the Twins finish with the Rockies, of course, it's on to the postseason for them. uh, They start Tuesday the 3rd. It'll be their first playoff appearance in three years. And, you know, they've not been to a World Series almost as long as us. I mean, uh, it's 89 for the A's. It's 91 for the Twins when they took on the Braves. Now they're looking to get back there again. Well, the highlights, as you might expect in a 2-1 to game, come from the pitching side of the game. And uh, Luis Medina did not disappoint. You know, he's had trouble getting out of the fifth inning. That's been uh, the big bugaboo for him pretty much since the All-Star break. Well, 93 pitches, six innings, okay, three hits, one run. He walked three, struck out four, had great movement on that fastball of his. And, of course, the the key, I think, to him being successful is to be able to throw that curveball, which is actually better than your average, and be able to throw it for strikes, which he was able to do today. But the biggest thing is, for any pitcher, if you can come through in the clutch, When the times are tough, how do you handle the pressure? And and I guess kudos to Mark Kotze today for leaving uh, Louis Medina in there to be able to get out of a jam, and that's exactly what he did. It was Geloff to Allen to Noda, and that double play took care of the one jam, the big jam that Medina was in, and that, of course, lays a great foundation for 2024. Give the kids some confidence, right, as they head into the uh, offseason. Now, for Lucas Urceg, again, this Bay Area native from San Jose has had some ups and some downs this year, but boy, was he impressive today. Uh, Definitely showed grit, too, just like with Medina. He walked the bases loaded and then was able to get Donovan Solano to strike out, and it was an epic at-bat. There were 12 different pitches thrown in that one at-bat, 36, I think, for the inning, which is just crazy. Uh, But Urceg gets out of that. And then after that, Danny Jimenez with a perfect inning. And Trevor May, 1, two, three, 11 straight saves for May. And, of course, coming back, as we talked about a lot yesterday, uh, from the challenges that he had at the beginning of the year with his mental health. You know, the guy suffers from uh, anxiety, not only that, depression. And you add the two together, that can be a rough ride. But he was able to get help, get rehab, and come back and just be lights out since then. So, again, another great performance by Trevor May. Sad that we'll probably not see him in the green and gold next year, just free agency being what it is. But, man, great performance again today. Hopefully, we get another maybe one or two before the season's over. Uh, Looking forward to next year, one thing, of course, that you have to be excited about is the prospect of having a solid starting pitching rotation. And as we sort of shake it all down, there's been, uh, you know, no shortage of candidates this year, right? Uh, It seems like everybody and their brother has had a chance to pitch for the A's, including Luis Medina, who we saw today, plus uh, Mason Miller, who earlier in the season uh, had all of us with our tongues wagging because the guy has legit heat, throws that fastball triple digits, and then, of course, uh, his working on, uh, I think, a wicked changeup by the time he perfects it, and and he's got a decent enough curveball as well. Uh, but he got injured, and we all held our breath as he got through that and a little rehab there. And he's struggled with his control since he's come back. But, again, I think it's just the time away and maybe the total number of innings pitched. Remember, this kid bulleted through the minor leagues this year uh, to get his his final call up. It happened in lightning order. I was here in Las Vegas watching him pitch for the Aviators, and the next day he was uh, an Oakland A. So uh, good high hopes for uh, Mason Miller, for next year. Same thing for Joe Boyle. He's the guy that the Cincinnati Reds, uh, everybody in their organization was so high on. They said that he was their number one pitching prospect when the A's were able to work that trade with the Reds who were trying to get to the postseason, needed some relief help, and we certainly had that for him. So uh, Sam Mull goes to Cincinnati. We get Joe Boyle back, and this guy, first of all, he's huge. He's like six seven. but beyond that, just composed like he's been playing for 20 years and velo for days. So again, he could be a top of the rotation piece, big guy with lots of composure and uh, be looking for another win here in just a couple of days. In addition to those two, uh, there are a couple of others, a couple of lefties you may have heard about, like opening day starter Kyle Muller, for example, who could actually end up being a very valuable piece for the A's out of the bullpen, which is where we've seen him uh, most lately. And then, uh, you know, we don't know how things are going to go with him, but there's also J.P. Sears, who is 31 starts and counting. I wasn't sure if he was going to get another, but it looks like he indeed will get the ball for the final game of the year in Anaheim. So that'll be if he makes the start, and I'm sure he will. 32 for J.P., who had said at the beginning of the year, I would just like to get 30 starts if I could. That would be a heck of a goal. Well, he achieved that? And he's been pitching great here of late. So, again, going into 2024, it's all about setting a foundation for a team that, let's face it, has just been miserable. I mean, 110 losses, uh, maybe a 111 by the time we're done. uh, Certainly could happen. Okay, But uh, let's not go there yet because there's more pitching where that came from. J.P. Sears, we talked about 31 starts. But what about Ken Waldachuk? Here's another left-hander who came into the season with a ton of promise. The A's were able to get him in a, in a trade, of course, a year or so ago. And he's somebody who at times has shown that he might have, again, toward the top of the rotation stuff. Uh, it's just been a matter of him not walking people. And, again, that's still a work in progress. But Waldachuk certainly a name that's going to be in the mix. And, finally, two additional starters, 21-year-old Joey Estes, who we saw last night. And, remember, this kid uh, this is only his second major league start. And he definitely was better than he was the first time, which wasn't bad considering nerves being what they are as you're making your MLB debut. Uh, He just really looked in control. A lot of confidence from uh, Joey Estes. And now with uh, what should have been his first win under his belt, let's face it, the bullpen blew that for him. But um, he looked great and looking forward to more from him. And then there's Freddie Tarnock, who the A's got from Atlanta, uh, in that Sean Murphy deal, and along with uh, uh, Kyle Muller, who we talked about, and SD Ruiz, that trade could end up being pretty good for the A's. Of course, it's going to take some time to find out whether we got the better of it or not, but uh, unfortunately, his season ended back in August. Uh, he had to undergo hip surgery, which I think they weren't necessarily expecting. He had uh, an injury uh, to his oblique, and then uh, a little bit of a shoulder issue, And uh, now it looks like a hip surgery for him, which uh, hopefully he gets through and uh, rehabs just fine and will be ready to go for spring training next year. That's, of course, Freddie Tarnock, who's shown, again, uh, spurts of great ability. So I don't know if you're counting here, but I am. So to recap, ahead of what looks to be a very competitive spring training in 2024 for the A's, uh, we're talking about at least eight legitimate contenders for starting rotation roles. That'd be Mason Miller, J.P. Sears, uh, Joe Boyle, Luis Medina, of course, who we saw today, Ken Waldachuk, Joey Estes, Freddie Tarnock, and maybe even Kyle Muller. All right, so that'd be eight. And then, you know, you, you could actually include one more, and that would be Ryan Cusick, who uh, basically has climbed the ladder, kind of like Mason Miller, wasting no time, goes from rookie ball to triple A, Uh, over the course of one season, averaging eight and a half strikeouts per nine innings. And certainly in the conversation, another player that the A's got in that Matt Olson trade, uh, along with Shea Langoliers, Joey Estes, who we just spoke about. And then, of course, Christian Pache, who we were uh, unfortunately not able to hang on to, or fortunately, depending on how you look at that. uh, Again, we don't know the result of that trade yet, whether that's going to come up looking like a good one for the A's, but I think the pieces are in place for it to be that way. Up next, the A's are going to be wrapping up the year 2023. In the year 2023, when everything was not as it was to be. That's the best I can do. Sorry. Uh, Can we win three games against the Angels? Well, we're going to preview that series and maybe give you an answer you weren't expecting coming up in just a minute. But right now I do have to tell you about game time. We kind of teased you there at the beginning. You really don't need to worry about buying your tickets at the last minute. If you're going to a big event, Uh, I am living proof of that last year. Raiders chiefs. My buddy comes to town from the Bay area, me and Tommy going to the game. I think Tommy's got tickets. I think Tommy thought I had tickets, but we're in the parking lot at Allegiant stadium without tickets to the game. So as we're watching everybody else walk in we're like, wait a minute what are we gonna do you know no scalpers to be seen and then it hit me I went wait a minute I've heard about the game time app I did download it already so I figured I might as well give it a run and boy did I download the game time app you're gonna be lucky just like me I had great seats you can create an account use the code locked on MLB and you get 20 bucks off your first purchase terms to apply again create an account and redeem the code spell it out okay I will l o c k e d. O oh, N M L B, and MLB, my baloney has, a anyway, $20 off there. Download game time today. Locked on MLB, that's your code. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed, it's game time. All right, even though it is tough being an athletics fan, let's face it, it, it ain't easy, especially after everything that we've endured, not just on the field but off the field this year. It has been, what was it yesterday that uh, our, our guest – Said I think Alan Snell said it was like a soap opera, right? (laughs) Yeah, with twists and turns, it is exactly like a soap opera. But um, it could be worse. And I know you're going, wait a minute. What? Wayne? We're A's fans. It can't be worse. Yeah, it can, actually. Think about it for just a second. You could be an Angels fan. Uh Uh-huh. All right. At least the A's were predictably bad. Nobody thought for a second that we were going to compete this year. Wasn't even in the conversation. Lost 100 games last year. Picked to lose 100 again this year. And boy, did we do that and exceed it. Okay. But the Angels, if you were to look at those, go back and look at the preseason picks. Almost every so called expert, air quotes, said that the Angels would finish, you know, 500 or better. And why not? I mean, these are. These are MVP candidate players on that team, or at least two of them anyway. I mean, a consensus pick because you've got Shohei, yeah, Showtime, Otani, and you've got Mike Trout. And if you have those two things, you would think you've got a legit shot to be able to make the postseason. So a lot of people picked them to finish, maybe not first in the division, but a wild card, you know, definitely over 500, right? So here we are heading into the final weekend of the 2023 season. And the Angels lineup is missing Shohei Otani. And the Angels lineup is missing Mike Trout. So add that to the fact that their bullpen is in shambles, that they have no real starting pitching to speak of. And, you know, Angels are going to angel, right? That's what's happening. They are stuck in some long term contract situations, uh, Rendon specifically. Uh, they've been snake bitten, it seems like, for years. And you know what? You catch them at the right time. So I'll repeat, it could be worse. We could be the Angels, but we're not. We're the A's, and we're playing the Angels in Anaheim this weekend. Going to wrap up this uh, season, and I say that lightly. I don't even know if you want to call it a season. It's been an adventure against the Angels. Now, Mike Trout, what about him? Well, he's 32. He's been playing for the same team his entire career. And uh, the Angels have actually said, listen, Mike, if if you want to trade, you know, we understand. We love you, and we wanted you to be a forever angel, but we understand, and how can you not? I mean, the guy has played 13 seasons, and you want to know how much postseason baseball he's played? Three games. That's it. Three games, 12 at-bats. It was the ALDS, and if you recall, uh, back in 2014, they got swept, three games, and that's it. Here is a lock of a hall of famer just based on everything that he's done on the field. 13 seasons. uh, He is a guy who we're going to tell our kids about, right? We saw Mike Trout play. He's one of those. Um, But he's done for the year. He's had issues with injuries, uh, wrist, hand uh, injury. And, He's been given, like I said, a green light to maybe go to a contender. So don't be surprised you know, if he ends up. He's from New York. So a Met or a Yankee, certainly in the conversation. I doubt he's going to play for the Angels next year, but you know, stranger things have happened. I thought for sure they'd be getting rid of Otani when they had an opportunity to do that at the trade deadline, but that didn't happen. So Shohei's going to be a free Hay agent. And again, like Trout, dealing with an injury, uh, and after his seven seasons, which... The guy's average 40 home runs and 101 RBIs over a typical season, over 162 games. His 162-game pitching average is a three-point or less ERA, 15 wins, and like 240 strikeouts, okay? So whether you're judging him as a great pitcher, which he is, or a great hitter, which he is, uh, he's going to make an awful lot of money on the free agent market. Will he come back to the Angels? I would say the odds are against that. Obviously, he's been shut down for the year. Again, those obliques, man, they're everywhere. An oblique injury and now likely elbow surgery. Uh, but even with that setback, he is expected to haul in just a ridiculous amount of money as a free agent. You can't blame him. He's a young guy. He's Is he even 25 yet? I don't think so. I think he's like 24, right? Or no. How old is he? No, no, no. He's a little older than that. I think he's 29. Okay, well, he's not 30 yet, right? Hasn't reached his 30th birthday, and he's probably the greatest player by any measure that we have seen uh, in recent years. I'll always hold out Ricky Henderson, okay? Sorry, sorry, Ricky. Ricky's my guy, uh, and Willie Mays before that. But Shohei, definitely in the uh, conversation, and we've all heard the uh, Babe Ruth comparisons, right? So the A's could actually be considered the favorites as we – head into this three-game series to wrap up the year this weekend. And how cool would it be if the A's could take all three from the Halos and then have that positivity leading into the offseason? That right there would be worth the price of a ticket. So you got Ken Waldachuk tomorrow, and then Joe Boyle takes the hill on Friday, or on Saturday, rather, and then J.P. Sears to wrap up the uh, series on Sunday. A little side note, and I just want to say this, not that you'd be surprised if you've been – watching or listening to the show here the last couple of weeks, but um, I am literally going to combust if Estee Ruiz is not in the starting lineup all weekend, or at least until he achieves the record. And I'm talking about the American League rookie record for stolen bases, which he should have already. He really should, but he's been riding pine. He's been doing this uh, crazy Mark Kotze platoon thing where he's on the bench half the time. To make way for Lawrence Butler rather than play them both in the same outfield. And now JJ Blade is back. So, you know, we got to give him at bats. And uh, Brent Rooker's out there too. We can't forget him. You play the kid until he gets the record. It's what you do. If he even smells first base, he's stealing. You give him a green light from the word go. It's what you do, Mark Kotze. I I can't tell you enough how infuriated I am watching this kid who's this close to setting a record in his rookie year, not being allowed to get the chance to do it. If any of us were in Mark Kotze's shoes, would we be ever doing anything except writing his name into the lineup? What the hell have you got to prove? Nothing. Your team has lost 109 games. You're going nowhere fast. You just want to be positive. And one positive could be, allow this kid to get in the record books. Again, it's just insane to me that he's not playing. You got three games left. He needs one stolen base. One. Can he do that? Well, not if he doesn't play. So please, Mark, I will jump in the car and drive down to Anaheim if I don't see his name in the lineup. And I will seek you out, and you and I will have a conversation that isn't on YouTube or isn't on a downloadable podcast. It's going to be me and you, and I'm going to look you in the eye and tell you that you did the kid dirty if you don't play him. And I'm sorry, but that's the way I feel strongly how I feel. It just ain't right. Okay. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully, you know, he knows exactly what to do and we see his name in the lineup, preferably up at the top, by the way, like to see as many at bats as we can get, at least until he gets the record. Okay. Of course it would not be the A's if we didn't have a little off, off the field drama to report in an episode of Locked on A. So uh, today's not going to be any exception. It's duel. They want you to snap into action. Now, they're not the ones with the off-field drama. They're the ones who follow the drama on the field. And right now, they're America's number one sports book, and you're going to find out why. Right now, if you are a new customer, check this out. You get $200 in bonus bets when you make a $5 bet. I finished up with eighth grade math, but I think even I can see the benefit there. $5, okay, and $200 $200 in bonus bets for your $5 bet. You make those bets, win or lose. You know, if you've been thinking about FanDuel, now's the time to jump in. The app is so easy to use, and it's just lots of fun. You got, of course, your uh, your spreads. You got your player props. You got your overs. You got your unders. You got all kinds of cool prop bets. All of that's waiting for you. Have some fun with the game. Visit fanduel.com slash on and this NFL season can be a great one. Experience it with FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. All right, as promised, off the field. I mean, we're the A's, right? It can't just be about winning, mostly losing, but playing baseball games and maybe not starting the kid who should be starting. Besides all of that, we we have drama off the field. We have Are they moving or aren't they? Relocation, will it get approved or won't it? Will they get the money from the legislators or won't they? I mean, it's been going on all year long. It's uh, not been a fun time to be an A's fan. Uh, It's been a great time to wear a green shirt that says sell, and we're looking for you, Oakland 68s, this weekend in Anaheim. But, yeah, all that's going on. Now, check this out. Dun-dun-dun. The Nevada State Education Association, NSEA, has a PAC, which has been organized to be able to spread their message. It's called Schools Over Stadiums. And we've talked about it here on the podcast. I know you've probably heard about it too. So what they're doing here based in Las Vegas is trying to get the word out that they think that the $380 million that was allotted to the Oakland A's to be able to build a stadium in Las Vegas should have been used for a better cause, in their opinion, and many share it, and that would be the education in the state which is ranked what 28th out of no worse thirty eighth out of 50 something like that it's horrible all right so you got money there you got bonds there you got a chance to maybe uh put some tax money towards the schools and uh instead their opinion stated 380 million dollars in public funding for an oakland athletics ballpark in las vegas now this pac was created back in june after Governor Lombardo uh, signed the bill, the bill that had been, uh, it's SB1, it had been passed through uh, regular uh, legislation and then a bonus session after that. Stated goal of the PAC was, and I quote, to pursue litigation and a statewide vote on the stadium and fix Nevada's misguided priorities. Now, they're of the opinion that the money that is allocated. To the A's and to their stadium cause should have been put to use to fix the school system. And they want to prove that by getting the whole thing put on the ballot. It's called a referendum. Now, to get that referendum, eep, never mind, <laughs> I'm not going there. They got to get a bunch of uh, signatures, okay, like over 102,000 of them, right? So all that's been out there. That's something that uh, they filed, they're working on. And in the words of my homies, the S just got real today, well, actually yesterday. Because it's been announced here in the local Las Vegas media and everywhere else that indeed there has been a lawsuit filed, and we're waiting on more details, but the lawsuit has been served by, quote, representatives with ties to the Oakland Athletics. Now, in you and me language, that spells lobbyists, okay? So apparently they have decided to sue the PAC which means they must be getting to them in one way or another. And again, we don't have any more details other than the suit has been, uh, you know, the, the papers have been served. So that's what we know. We don't know the rest of that yet. As we record this, that's all still uh, information that's incoming. And believe me, as soon as we do know something, uh, we're going to share it with you for sure. But again, it's a tall order, over 102,000 signatures, and at least 25,000 plus of those must come from each of the state's four congressional districts. So all I know is is that obviously somebody is concerned about that. But if you heard the talking points that have been thrown out there up until now, it's been, ah, even the teachers don't care about this organization, right? It's nothing. They'll never get it on the ballot. People don't really care, blah, 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 blah. All I know, and I've said this since Jump Street, is that if it does go to a ballot situation, And the people of Nevada are tasked with whether or not the A's get their money. I'm sorry, Mr. Fisher. I'm sorry, Mr. Cavill. I'm sorry, Mr. For the Record Aguero. And I'm sorry, Mr. Hill and the rest of you. You ain't getting a cent. Because the people that vote in the state of Nevada don't want the Oakland A's here at all, really. That's first. Second, they do want Major League Baseball, but they'd rather have an expansion team. And third, which is really more like first, They don't think we should be giving $400 million almost. In fact, the projections are now this thing's going to cost much more than that and that the money's going to be more in the tune of $600, $700 million. Okay, but maybe not. We'll see. But they feel like that money should go to teachers and not to you. And if you want that kind of money, you better find it in your own bank account. So, that could happen, but it's got to get on the ballot. And like I said, it's a, it's a tall task. So I stand by this. If it does get on the ballot, get ready because it's going to get overturned. Okay, it is. If it doesn't, well, then, you know, you dodge that bullet and I guess you stick a shovel in the dirt at some point if the owners, you know, approve relocation, which again isn't necessarily guaranteed either. After, you know, we kind of broke that down for you yesterday. But hey, the A's beat the Twins today. Let's get back to the field in the game. Two to one was the final. It was a great game. Congratulations on them being able to pull out one. They avoid that sweep. Get a nice home run from Ryan Noda. Get some great pitching top to bottom from the starting pitching all the way through the bullpen. And our closer Trevor So You got all of that to be happy about. Let's end the show on a positive note. Now can we go and beat the Angels? Can we beat them in their park? Well, I don't know. But I do know this. We will be locked on A's. That you can count on right here every single day just for you. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We do appreciate that. Uh, I'm Wayne Coytul. We meet again. Take care of yourself. Swing